for Cigar Talk, the fastest growing cigar show in the nation. Whether you're a new cigar enthusiast or a cigar aficionado, we have something for everyone. Bringing you the best interviews, cigar reviews, and weekly giveaways. So grab yourself a cigar. It's time to light them up. Hey, welcome back, Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones, and this is our co-host, Brian Falconer. How you doing today, Brian? Hey, man, I'm doing good, doing good. Awesome, man. We're glad to have you on the show, as always. So let's talk about, we got a sponsor for the show. You know, we've been wanting a sponsor full-time, and I don't know if it's going to be full-time, but it's definitely going to be for a stint. And we want to welcome Hiram and Solomon Cigars to be on the show as our sponsor. And uh, a little bit of history about them. I don't know if, I, I see them all over Instagram and facebook so i know most people know the brand but if you don't know the brand it's uh, blended by david blanco and it's a great line i've been smoking it probably for about a year and uh, i really enjoy several different sticks and tonight i'm going to be smoking the uh, shriner the shriner is a real smooth cigar it's an ecuadorian uh, sumatra uh, and I love the cigar. It's one of my favorite from the whole line. And I'm a Sumatra fan in general. There's uh, several different Sumatra cigars I like. I really like this one. Uh, the wrapper's real smooth. It's a medium profile. Anyway, uh, if you haven't tried it, you I definitely put it on your list to try. And the cool thing is uh, when you buy a box of the Shriners, they actually donate a portion of that money to the Children's Shriner Hospital. So, I mean... Great props for those guys doing what uh, most people should be doing, if you know what I mean. Yes, I do. So, uh, you're smoking a Hiram Solomon as well. Tell me what you're smoking, Brian. Yeah, I'm smoking the Master Mason, and it's a beautiful stick. It really is. It's an Indonesian Sumatra. As we know, we like Sumatras around here. It's a dark uh, Habano wrapper on it, and that just gives it a better flavor for my end. It's full-bodied. It has uh, some flavors of cocoa leather, sweet cedar, and some nuts. And uh, it has a various, um, what do you call it, uh, more like a cabinet spice aroma to it. And it gives it a great, a great retro hail to it. I love this stick, man. And like you said earlier, even with the Master Mason, Ironman Solomon, uh, donate por- portions of it to uh, charities. So it's a great smoke, and I, I really love this full-bodied smoke. Well, and I'll tell you what I love about the Hiram Solomon line, the entire line I've smoked and the retro hell, all of them are smooth. Yes. You don't get that real harsh ammonia smell, which tells you that they've aged and fermented their tobacco completely in the way it should be. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And it, it, it's, it's perfect all the way through. I love these cigars. And then... Uh, the uh, mason mindset of it with me being a mason at one time uh, <laughs> it just draws me to it it really draws to me to it and then them uh donating portions of the uh, sales to charity it just makes me want to keep getting them and getting them yeah and i see the hiram and solomon brand all over the internet i'm sure you guys have seen it too so if you haven't tried them I uh, highly recommend that you go by and find them at a shop. If they don't have them at your shop, you can find them online. But whatever shop you go to, go by and tell them, hey, man, we would really like to have this cigar in our shop. They're good charitable guys, and they make a solid product. If you don't know uh, the name Blanco, uh, that's like 
saying A.J. Fernandez almost. Uh, he makes the Blanco cigar line. He does the Hiram Solomon cigar line. And he also does the Warfighter cigar line. And everything that he touches, I've been a huge fan of. And really what's cool is I'll go ahead and tell you this. Uh, I believe it is the 23rd, which is not this Thursday, but next Thursday. We'll be doing an interview of uh, David Blanco himself. So yes, I'm really yes. looking forward to that. Uh, and let's talk a little bit about some news that's going on. Uh, with everything that the FDA is doing uh, with tobacco, it's really put a strain on some American cigar factories. And J.C. Newman down in Tampa, Florida, man, they are fighting tooth and nail not to have to close down. But with the uh, fees that they're imposing on these guys for running a tobacco factory, it's raising the prices, and of course, they have to pass those prices on to the retailer, and you know how that goes. That means that they have to pass the tax on to us. So they're doing everything they can. They're getting involved with uh, the Congress and senators trying to put a stop to this. I know Mark Rubio, and I've talked about this before on the show, he has proposed an Article S-9 to take premium cigars out of the hands of the FDA. And I mean, that to me is the answer. And then I also know there's another Democratic uh, congresswoman who put forth a bill in Congress to also do the same thing. So you guys get off your butts, contact your senator and your congressmen or women, and let them know that we do not support this. It's going to cut thousands and thousands of jobs. And these guys are doing something for the cigar community. Yeah, they're in business. I get that. We're all doing something in business. But they're creating a product that we love that brings the brotherhood together. And they're also creating tons of jobs. So these guys have been around for over 136 years. They've been, to, through, uh, they've been through two world wars. They went through the Great Depression. And so they are on their last leg. And I would really hate to see the last cigar factory in Tampa closed down. So do everything that you can on your end to make sure that the FDA hears our message loud and clear. Premium cigars do not belong in the same category as cigarettes, vaping, and flavored cigars. And so, a, I'm sorry, go ahead. And that's 100% true because what they're trying to do is put everybody into a box. And we know that premium cigars do not belong in that box. They're not being uh, advertised to children, which is one of the real original reasons for that mandate and for the FDA's ruling. But it has nothing to do with a child. Uh, premium cigars are for adults. And that's what they're, that's what they need to be. Uh, I mean, now I'm not, I'm thinking about back when I was a kid, <laughs> I didn't have the kind of money to be buying cigars. Mm. You know, I'm sure there's some rich kids out there, but also let me tell you this. I read an article a couple of weeks ago and I believe, and I could have the number wrong, but it was very high. It was like 80% of people who start smoking, start smoking before they're 18. So all you do by making it illegal, it's like your parents telling you you can't go to the R-rated movie. So you go. <laughs> right. So I think that's a big thing that, you know, 
I understand what once you're an adult, you should be able to do what you want. And that's what really pisses me off is when they start talking about restricting my rights. So anyway, uh, let's talk about on Instagram. And if you guys don't follow us on Instagram, you should definitely check out Cigar Talk Radio. That's where you can find us. That's where you can message us. Uh, we do a lot of conversations with listeners on the actual Instagram messenger program. So anyway, we had an interesting question from one of our listeners. And let's give him a shout out. Uh, you can find him at Realtor Orlando Perez. He submitted a question to us, and I thought it was very interesting. So we put Sherlock Holmes, a.k.a. Bryant Falconer, on the job. And so the question was, how do you turn a wine cooler into a winador, which is what you put your cigars in? And I really don't know all the information about that. So I'm going to turn this over to Bryant. What did you find out for us, Bryant? Uh, those things are wine adores. And uh, let me preface this at the beginning. If you're planning on turning a wine cooler into a wine adore, it is a very uh, financial event. You're going to spend some money on some pieces. And the basic. But it's equipment, also an investment. It is definitely an investment because you're talking about uh, storing a large collection. And when you're looking at that, you're going to have to have certain basic uh, equipments that go with it. You need a uh, hygrometer, which is going to uh, measure the amount of humidity in there. You also need cooling fans to ensure that you uh, circulate the humidity inside of it. Now, I'm, I don't hate to interrupt you here, mm -hmm. but... Most wine cooler or wine coolers also have a temperature gauge already built temperature in, Temperature gauge right? already built in. So you don't in. really need a temperature gauge, most likely. Most Some don't, and that's one of the things you have to realize. If you get one that doesn't have it, you've got to get a hygrometer. Okay, that makes sense. Well, I mean, you need a hydrometer regardless. Yeah, regardless. But as far as the temperature goes, it, some have the, the gauge, gauge and, and some, some don't. don't. Okay. And then you need your thermal uh, electro electronic uh uh, coolers, which are the metal plates that go in the bottom. These ensure that you keep a cool uh, a cool degree inside of there. Most people try to use those with beads to ensure that they keep the humidity, but any way you look at it, it's the, the uh, percentage that I've been seeing is everybody's going anywhere from 60 to 68% humidity inside of a uh, wine door. And for, is, for, say that again, for what percentage? 60 to 68. And see, here in West Texas, 60 is not enough for us, nah, in my nah, opinion. Nah. I actually keep my humidor at 72. Mine at 70. Because it's so dry here. Yes, 80 especially here. 80% of the time that when I open it up, I don't want all that moisture coming out. You know what I mean? So, yes, so you were telling me earlier about the Winador and the ones that you don't want to get are the ones with, with compressors. The, with compressors, because what compressor does, it pulls the moisture out of the air. And now you are defeating the purpose. Your humidor is to keep your sticks humid, to allow them to be the best when you get ready to pull them out. So you don't want an air compressor in there because it's going to pull that uh, moisture out of the air, which means you lose your humidity, and now you've gone against everything you tried. Right. Your large collection is now lost. Okay. So ensure that if it has an air compressor in there, you have to take it out or just uh, cut it off. But make sure, please make sure, that you have a hygrometer and you have a cooling element in it. That's the most important. Yeah, because you got to keep it humid and you got to keep, keep it, it cool. Humid. Now they sell cedar shelves, but most people that I've uh, read up on say that they just take strips of cedar and line their wine doors with it. Well, you know, I have the case in the corner, and I'm guessing it's about six feet tall, yeah. and but the actual humidor section is probably about four and a half feet tall, and that case actually is lined in mirrors, mm. and what I did 
was I took, I went to Home Depot or Lowe's, whichever one, and I bought the cedar like planking that you would put in your closet. In the closets, yeah. And I, the moths away. I put them in front of the mirrors and I forgot what I used to stick it on there, okay. but I think I used like liquid nails. So you did exactly what everybody else is doing. Right. Well, most of the people. Well, yeah. And then because my uh, actual case is oval on the front, you know, it's a corner shelf. Yes. And it's ovaled on the front. I actually got lucky and found an oval shelf from Amazon. So Amazon has everything you need. That'd be a cool sponsor. Come on, Amazon. <laughs> Come on, Amazon. Sign on. Sign right. On. So anyway, uh, we appreciate you looking that up, Brian. That was a question uh, from Orlando. And so, Orlando, we appreciate you uh, giving us the question. And not that we're going to do this every time, but it was a great question. And so to Something say thank you, I'm going to send you a couple of Hiram and Solomon cigars. I know you're going to be listening, so I'm not going to send you a message on Instagram. You send me a message and say, hey, I appreciate the cigars. I appreciate Bryant Falconer going and getting the information. And when you send me your address, I'm going to send you those two Hiram and Solomon cigars. So we want to say thank you. We always appreciate the fans reaching out and talking to us, and we really appreciate the great question. Yes. yes. So coming up, we have Corey and Jay, the new owners of the leaf here in abilene texas and we've been chomping at the bit to get them on the show and finally we got both of them in town at the same time and we've got them coming up next for a great interview so let's get to it welcome back cigar talk i'm your host rob jones we have co-host bryant falconer here with us today we're in abilene texas at the leaf it's our home shop and uh, we just recently went through an owner change and uh, we have the two new owners with us today that's jay and Corey. how are you guys doing today we're doing good hello awesome so uh let's get a little background about how you guys came in to be the new owners at the leaf uh, the let's well let's go back a little bit of history though we've actually had Bill Claim on the show and heard a little bit about the history of the shop uh, the shop originally opened what back in like 98 98 yeah so so how long have you Jay because I know you've been around for a while how long have you been associated with the leaf since the spring of 2004 Wow mm -hmm. I didn't realize that so like 15 years yeah Wow and Some Jay time. looks like he's 12 so I don't know how that happened he must have come from the womb so, anyway, uh, in what capacity uh, or, or how long ago did you become the manager of the shop? I would say about a year and a half ago or so. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I've been coming to the shop, I guess, probably for about four years. Mm -hmm. So, I had about two and a half years of Cali. And that was really, I didn't come all the time. Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, I was intimidated by the professional cigar smokers. I'd dart in, get a cigar, and dart out. Is that a surprise to you? A little bit, because we can't get you to leave now. <laughs> I know, <right? laughs> so anyway, you've been the manager the last uh, year and a half. Uh, we've gone through some employee changes. We all know that. So when did you guys decide, hey, man, this is an opportunity for us to take over and extend the legend of the leaf here in Abilene and also make improvements as you take ownership? How did that all come about? For a while, Bill would be talking about wanting to retire, and he'd toss around the idea and just going on trips to Sedona and seeing the beauty of the rest of the United States aside, from, you know, juxtaposed to Abilene. Right. But uh, he, it's really driven him to want to retire. 
And uh, as the manager of the shop, I was working another full-time job at the time, and he came to me and he asked, would I be willing to come on full-time to be the, the official manager because he's looking to sell the shop? And it'll be a lot easier to sell if it'll come with a fully trained manager already on site. And, and then you thought to yourself, that sounds fine and dandy until the new owner fires me and then I don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Sorry about that. No, it, it, it sounded great. I, I preferred this job over my full-time job. It was just a Saturday-Sunday gig, but I would, I would just trudge through and power through the week just to get to the weekend. Just well, like come work here. and you say that graciously because as often as I'm up here, it was not just two days a week that you were here. True. You were here almost daily. Every day. Seven days a week. Yes. You're right. So, <laughs> so and then you were in that position where you knew the shop was coming up for sale. Mm -hmm. So how did you decide, you know what, that sounds like something I'm interested in. Well, uh, Bill confided in me a little bit uh, about, you know, who's interested in buying it and, um. I'm a, I'd say I'm a pretty bright guy, and I know that we've worked really hard to create an atmosphere here where it's we, we offer a great selection, but we're not a place where only collared shirts or suit and tie can show up. All walks of life. Are yeah, I mean, you guys let me come in here. So. Me also. <laughs> right, so, and, and we so appreciate that. My main worry was destroying all of that that not only Bill, but David Hancock worked to create. And I didn't know what kind of shops these other guys ran before. So the thought came to me, well, what if I bought the shop? And I said that to Bill, and he looked me in the eye and said, you show me how you're going to pay for it, and I'll hand you the keys. Nice. And then you thought, oh, crap. Yeah, I don't have any money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so at what point did you go home and tell your wife, hey, this is something I'm seriously wanting to do? Pretty early on. Uh, and was she on board, or was this something you had to twist her arm? Oh, well, you know, I don't, I'm very surprised that I didn't have to twist her arm very hard. Your wife doesn't <laughs> listen to the show, so just feel free. <laughs> <laughs> now, she's seen me struggle through seven years of working through hell, and, um, and I've applied for other positions elsewhere, things that I would find interesting and is, would match my gifts really well and shot down every time. And she's seen that devastation time and time again. So when this opportunity came up, she said, you know what, I'm just gonna back him and we'll see where God takes us. Oh man, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. It's awesome to yeah. have the support of your partner, your wife, your spouse, because without that, it's an uphill battle that you'll never win. Oh yeah. So tell us about how the guy sitting next to you, Corey, got drug into the whole adventure. So we have a mutual friend named Jordan. And um, as a matter of fact, most of our, most of my friends here know Corey, and or at least I've heard stories about Corey. Uh, so did you associated. know Corey? I didn't. Okay, so you didn't you, know him. I just, I just knew the name, and he and Jordan will go on these adventures all the time. And they're all good stories, by the way. But anyhow. Yeah, we'll get to those. <laughs> <laughs> so one day Jordan says, hey, you know, Corey would maybe be interested in being a partner. Awesome. And I didn't, you know, I, I never ran a business before, never bought something like this before, so I didn't know how that would work. So first step was just meet the guy. And so one night you came up when you were visiting, 
And we sat in the back and we just chit-chatted and we have a lot in common. Not only friends, but you know what we believe in, the kind of business we wanna create and run. So really, I guess the natural question is, while y'all were back there talking, how drunk did you have to get him? I don't know. Did you have anything I, to drink I, that day? I just had wrist surgery, so I was probably high on painkillers. Oh, okay. So well, that explains that it. Would, that yeah. would have been what had happened. No. So, so what did you? You first know, you bought the shop, right? <laughs> what shop? What shop? So, I mean, how did this hit you going? I mean, did did your friends Jordan give you a heads up, or did, was this like blindside? Hey, you want to buy a shop? I was here just visiting. Like I said, I had some time off from work from a, a wrist surgery, so. Uh, I think it kind of got floated to me just casually and it didn't really sink in or not sink in and just was like, oh, okay, that'd be interesting. And uh, it kind of was maybe coming up here and meeting Jay. And this is a place that I've been coming to for a long time too, since probably around 04, something like that. So, oh, wow. Uh, so you're very, well, yeah, 15 years for both of you, yeah, really. Yeah. I, when I lived here, yeah, from 04 to 08 was when I came in here the most. And then uh, anytime I was in town, I'd try and get, get in. And uh, so we came up that night and yeah, just kind of casually were introduced and uh, started the process about a year and a half of moving forward to, wow, to get to where we're at now. It has. Yeah. Wow. So it just kind of naturally evolved. Like you said, we just kind of met and started talking and saw that we probably wanted to do similar things with it and both had good memories and loved the shop. So it just kind of went. Well, and I'll say this, you know, I know there's listeners out there listening that because any guy who smokes cigars and hangs out at cigar shops always has this fantasy or goal of opening their own shop. So what would you say is the toughest part of getting there? I mean, I know there was a lot of tough parts because I've seen the stress and the struggle from this point of view seeing Jay on a weekly basis and some days he was excited and some days I thought he was going to kill somebody. So, I mean, tell us about Very, what, what the struggle is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd say just on the surface is having the end, keeping the end goal in sight. It, it, and that's with a lot of things in life. You really got to keep the end goal in sight because yeah, it's going to be up and down. You're going to have a lot of hurdles. Yeah. yeah. And then you got to figure out a way to get over all, all right. of them in the middle. <laughs> so the approach we took, we, we, uh, we applied for a small business association loan, an SBA loan. And the process that that took us through literally took all of 2018. Really? We started our business plan, the original iteration of the business plan at the end of 2017. And then the rest of the year was just trudging it out and shared a lot of frustrations with Bill and, uh, and something that will always stick to me is he'd always tell me, Jay, trust the process. And it, at the time, it's not what you want to hear. Right. But here on the end of it, you look back and it, it really is not only something for accountability. You know, the banks need all of their documents. Uh, you need to make sure you review all the numbers, make sure that's something that you really want to do. But it really... Uh, test the metal of somebody that wants to do something like this. Yeah, because they're not just handing this over for a month process. Right. Are, are you in this for the long haul? Oh, yeah. And I'm not asking you that. I'm just saying as a bank, mm -hmm. I'm not handing over that kind of money for a guy who puts in three weeks of, hey, I need you to do this. Right. 
if you stuck with it for the whole year, I feel a little more comfortable giving you that money knowing that you're not just going to quit. Right. And it really does uh, it really does scare off the folks that are just not really that passionate about whatever they want to buy, whether it's a cigar shop or a flower shop or starting a sandwich shop. Um, it's a weed out process. Yeah, it Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, see, and I had heard before that the small business loans were not available to anything having to do with tobacco. So is that, that's not true? I don't believe that's ever come up at any point that I remember. Do you? No, not at all. So no. I just had heard that. So <laughs> you get to clear up a myth that I had heard. Yeah. So awesome. So that gives people a lot of insight that might want to open up a shop someday or buy a shop. So just know that it's a long, hard road. I'm sorry, Jay wants to interrupt me. He's raising his <laughs> finger. I will say I this. will call on Jay Patterson now for <laughs> for 200. No, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Rob. Uh, I will say this. If anybody out there listening wants to utilize the SBA to open up a shop, just know that it is a government-funded loan. And if the government were to shut down during the process, <laughs> yes. you're stuck. Now you're I'm just gonna, in limbo. You You know this from experience. Because you were actually supposed to get your loan approved and then everything be a done deal. And all of a sudden the government shuts down and you're just sitting there holding the ball. Right. Yeah, we were supposed to take over in January. Nice. But it wasn't until March 1st. Well, I remember at that time because then Bill got real cranky for like six, seven weeks. (laughs) I know it. Every day. Every (laughs) day I see him. I'd like to think that this was... In my mind, if I were giving out money for a small business loan, I would think this shop would be a no-brainer because it's established and you have history of cash and everything on paper. I can only imagine what starting a startup, a new business, a startup, a new business would be like. So I think, honestly, I think we had it easy in some ways. So because you had all the data to back up, yeah. So future sales. I don't want to discourage people that want to start a business, but yeah, you just like I said, you have to really have that goal in sight, and you have to want it, and then you have to push forward every day on the, all awesome. the part pieces of the puzzle. Well, that's awesome. We love hearing about stories of being successful in uh, a goal, and you guys have definitely done that. And we've told people in the past that you guys have to move i think by uh, what august, no april. april of 2020 and you guys have pretty much found a spot you want to move to and so what we've talked about so far is you guys have pretty much kept everything the same but when you guys plan on moving you're going to make some changes but the overall feel of the leaf will still be the same you're basically just improving the layout and the furniture and the experience. Exactly. So we're looking forward to that. Me and Bryant talk about it all the time. So, so no pressure, right? Yeah, no pressure. Just keep everything that's good the same and improve everything that you want to. It's just a change in the environment. Yes. And I'm looking forward to it because you showed me the layout and I'm super stoked about it. Anyway, let's change gears here. Let's talk about what everybody's smoking today. And we'll start with Corey since right. no one wants to go first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smoking a My Father's Opulencia. Mm, good smoke. And you, our, our, I'm going to tell everybody this. That's fine. This is his first My Father. How are you liking it? I'm digging it. It's got a nice spice to it, and it's got a good uh, dark coffee type note to yeah. it that I'm enjoying. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of the My Father line. In fact, I don't know of a My Father that I don't care for. You, Jay? No. Well, there is one. Which one? But it's because of the size. <laughs> no, I, 
The, that's, uh, that's what she said. <laughs> the, if anybody has a chance, smoke the La Duena. We brought it in, but we brought in the small ones, and they were such a tease. So once, once Corey and I took over, I scrapped the small sizes and brought in the, the regular Bellicoso, the regular Robusto. Okay. I did not know that. I'd never yeah. smoked the small one. No. And uh, tell us what you're smoking, Jay. Jay's smoking one of my favorite cigars. So Yeah, one of Rob's favorite cigars. It's a uh, Tatiana Groovy Blue Robusto. Just kidding. <laughs> no, this is a, uh, it's a Casa Fernandez and Warped Collaboration piece. It's uh, La Hacienda. Yeah, and it's, it's one of my favorite cigars. It is a pure Nicaraguan cigar. Yeah. And it's, it's really calming. Which Jay's needed. He's, he's full, yes, full yes. steam ahead every day down here. So let's move over to the co-host, and what's Bryant smoking today? I'm smoking a La Aurora Corojo. Can you say that one more time? Aurora. <laughs> Aurora. La Aurora? Aurora. Aurora. <laughs> all right, all right, that's enough out of you. I don't want to have to do that much editing. Uh, I'm smoking the Placencia Alma Fuerte, and it's, uh, man, It's what size do you call this? Do you call this the Salomano? Yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful wrap cigar. Uh, it's just a really nice, smooth smoke. It's not overpowering. It doesn't have a lot of like pepper spice. It has a lot of earth and leather. And it's just a good, solid smoke. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, the, the Hacienda does have that kind of leathery, little bit of uh, creamy, creamy yeah. leathery with a cedar. See. Well, you know, it's funny. I was talking to a guy yesterday, actually, that was he is uh, good friends with some guys that roll cigars down in Nicaragua, and they're actually from Cuba. And the story that he told me was the two guys from Cuba that were actually part of the blending, the rolling, the whole process, they heard somebody do a review of the cigar and said it was leathery and it was spicy, and they were like, no, 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 they were mad because that's not what they want their cigars to be like. They were like, we want it to be creamy and smooth and buttery. And because this whole spice thing is something that the American smokers started really liking, and that's not how Cuba cigars were. And so they were actually offended that someone reviewed their cigar as leathery and spicy. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's kind of a funny story. Anyway, I'll quit boring you. So let's talk about what the LEAF has coming up as far as events over the next two or three months. Yeah, uh, here with our upcoming events, this month on the 23rd, we have Blanco. We have um, Blanco Cigars coming in. Yeah, David Blanco. Yeah. Great blender. Absolutely. And so we'll have them out here. And uh, following that in June... We'll have uh, La Flor Dominicana coming out, do a, a show for us, a uh, little event. Uh, July is sort of uh, up in the air. Uh, we're going to wait after the show to, to hear from John Dolliver to see if uh, Romacraft will come out and do something. Oh, nice. Because mm -hmm. we all know that we love Romacraft. Absolutely. Yeah. Romacraft Thursdays, right? That's right, yes. Romacraft Thursday. Everybody knows I do that. And then also next week I'm going down to Austin to do an interview with Michael Rosales, the co-founder of uh, Roma Craft, so I'm excited to go down there and meet those guys. And so, and everybody knows I love LFD. They've seen the ring, 
And then uh, I'm real excited because when uh, Blanco comes, I'm going to get to do an interview with him. And if you guys don't know, David Blanco actually blends the Blanco line. He also does the Hiram Solomon line, and he also does the Warfighter line. Is there any other lines he does that I don't know about that you know of? No, those are the ones that I know of, and those are all tremendous. Oh, they're all great lines. And I had the... uh, uh, Blanco Liga Exclusiva a few weeks ago, maybe a month and a half ago, and that was actually the cigar of the week. I love that cigar. When he comes, I told him to bring some, so you got to try one of those <laughs> if you're here. Awesome. What are your plans as far as when you think you're going to move? What Do you have any hard dates or you've got an estimate on where you think you're going to move, when you're going to move the shop? We've had a couple of preliminary meetings with the future potential landlord, and he asked me the same question and I said uh, with regard to the move I'd like to be able to have access to move everything in March and we're gonna if he can get it done earlier earlier the better but we saw the place it requires a lot of gut out and um, we sort of sort of share the same vision for what we want the building to start out as and then we're gonna uh, build out to suit our needs nice which includes and rob's excited a bigger humidor nice bigger Bigger. and you know what i'm really excited about and this sounds like a very small detail but jay was telling me we're not going to have the island in the middle could you do that again so we could all not hear anything (laughs) (laughs) okay there's an edit there at 20 minutes in uh so yeah we're not going to have the island is that correct yes and I think that's a huge plus because you can actually go in and be comfortable instead of trying to squeeze, especially when there's other customers in there. I mean, the shop here, the humidor is nice because it's just jam-packed full of cigars. But the downfall is it's so small space-wise with that island in there. If there's other customers looking anywhere close to where you want to go, you just have to wait. So... I'm looking forward to the island not being there so you can just zip in, zip out. Absolutely. And uh, keeping it steadily humidified is going to be a lot easier instead of redirecting some of that humidity with uh, different types of fans just to get it around the island. Is there going to be a different type of humidification system? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, there's with the advancements in humidification systems now, uh, we have a mister uh, where it produces just a fine mist. Uh, what we're looking into is more of a fog unit. Fog? Yes. I like the sound of that already. Now, with Corey, you actually don't live in Abilene. I do not. Now, tell us where you live. I live in southern Indiana. So that's a hop skip away from Abilene, Texas. It's a little bit, a little bit of a distance. So you come down pretty regular, because I know I've seen you in the shop over the last three months, pretty regular. Mm -hmm. What are your long-term plans? Are you hoping to get back down to Abilene full-time? You know, I'm leaving it open all the way. If the chance presents itself, we'll take it. But, you know, we got to, I'm looking at moving the shop and all of those things and just getting through our first year of ownership. And to me, we're going to set the stage for how we go further. And then once we get there, yeah, then the idea will be something along those lines. Now, Corey, where are you originally from? Indiana. Oh, okay. So you, that's your home state. I was born in Illinois. If you, I got you. Yes. <laughs> Let's not get him started. My whole family's from Iowa. Okay. And is there any, like, traditions that we know of, like, that area of the country? Hoosier basketball. 
Okay, there you go. Yeah, that's Kentucky Derby. They just had it recently. Nice. It's about an hour from my house. Oh, not, and have you been? I have not. No. Wow. <laughs> it's a little. It's it's a big event. <laughs> it's not easy to get into. It's, no, you don't. Just well, it's a big party. Oh, so. okay. So it's you're on an invitation list. Yeah, there you go. And I'm I'm not. I don't have enough people. <laughs> well, now not. that you're in the cigar business, I bet you could get there invited. You go. There you go. So, and Jay, where are you originally from? I'm from Hawaii. Oh, awesome. So is there any traditional history that you bring to the table from Hawaii? In Hawaii, there's going to be a long pause. There's so much. I'm going to tell you, there's so much. Spam. That can come here. Yeah. No, the, uh, um, in Hawaii, we have uh, a state flower, a state bird. Uh, well, I think all have states have that. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's across the board. It's the Cardinal in Indiana. And it's the Mockingbird in Texas. It's the Cardinal okay. in Illinois. As far as I know, it's the Is only it? state yeah. with a pure bloodline. Uh, of what? Hawaiian. Okay. <laughs> a Hawaiian? <laughs> pure bloodline bird? <laughs> you got to be a little more specific. Yeah, a lot more specific on that. So, now, I think Rob wants me to talk about No, no. I, not, no I mean, if you want to talk <laughs> about who I find it very interesting. No, that... You know, a big part of the culture is, is hula dancing, and um, it is a dance that tells a story. Which I did not know. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was, you know, cool. Yeah, and um, it's very beautiful. They just had, every year they have a giant festival called the Merry Monarch Festival. And have you been to that? No, but... The Derby and the Monarch Festival. Come on. And I've only been to the Indianapolis 500 once, too. Wow. So. <laughs> Brickyard 500? 400, yeah. 400, yeah. sorry. Okay. So, one time. have you ever done the hula dance? Other than when you're doing it here at work. I mean, like in front of people. No. Okay. No. I think that should be something that whenever we move, maybe the grand opening, it could be something. Maybe. We'll, we'll think about it. Okay. You know, because it's not mandatory to learn how to hula. You, we talked before, Rob. You told me that here in yeah, Texas, Texas, it was almost mandatory in elementary that we learned the Cotton Eyed Joe and square dancing. I mean, everybody in fifth or sixth grade went through a class where you learned to do those two dances. We, we did square dancing. See, yeah, we yeah. did it also. And yep. that's how this whole conversation actually evolved with me and Jay. I was like, "So, did y'all learn how to square dance in Hawaii?" And he was like, "No, we did hula." <laughs> And I was like, so okay. tell me about that. And he actually took a dance class in college? Yeah. Okay. Now, there is, at the time, when you're little, it doesn't seem mandatory. But now looking back, it, there was, uh, in music class, everyone will learn how to play the ukulele. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you learn how to play? I did. And do you still know how? Yeah, I do. Awesome. My daughter plays the ukulele. Excellent. She's got like six ukuleles. I'm bringing one up here. Oh, very good. Nice. Actually, I think Bill still has my Fender ukulele. Oh, wow. And I built him a, I built him one out of a Andalusian bull box. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. So, talking about Dwayne, Dwayne's one of the store employees. He's been here forever, and he's, I guess he has the longest tenure here. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So, tell us about your staff here at the Leaf. We have probably, in my best judgment, out of all of the people that's come through uh, at the moment, I think we have the best staff that, that we've had. This team is, is very personable. 
and very knowledgeable and hardworking. And I think uh, when you can when you can combine good work ethic with uh, just being very approachable and willing to help, that's that's a recipe. That's ninety percent right there. Yeah, yeah, and you know, <clears throat> I'm always telling people who listen to the show that the Cigar Brotherhood is like no other brotherhood. And uh, when you go to a shop, it's open arms, it's family, it's the brotherhood that you don't find anywhere else. And yet a very good friend of mine who listens to the show, who wasn't a cigar smoker so much, but because of he hears this week to week that what a great brotherhood we have, he actually went to some shops and that's not the experience he got. And I was just kind of like, wow, that sucks. Well, everybody that works here basically hung out here and yeah. just That's decided true. they were here enough that they might as well just work here. Right. <laughs> so. so when am I getting hired? <laughs> hey, and you know what's funny is I actually worked here for a while. Did you know that? <laughs> I did. I did know that. And the funny thing is, I of course, I didn't need the job. I just love it here so much. I was like. I want to work here so I can have that experience. And, you know, it was a great experience. I wouldn't trade it for anything. It just didn't work out with my schedule. And so it it was short-lived, but it was definitely a great experience. And, I mean, also at that time, just working for Bill was an experience (laughs) in itself. As you know, Jay. I agree, yeah. So, and, and, you know, we've had a transition with with several different employees, I guess, over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Callie was here for, she was here for a long time. She was, yeah. Uh, she was here when I first started coming here, and then we had Jacob, yep. all, all-star Jacob. All-star. Hats oh, off yeah. to Jacob if he's listening, which sometimes he does. And uh, so, anyway, let's uh, talk about, right now you have a VIP lounge, and you're planning on expanding that at the new shop. Is that correct? That is correct. So what kind of plans do you have for the new VIP lounge? First and foremost, we're going to plan to increase the size by 400%. The, uh, wow. <laughs> that, the current lounge uh, sort of started as an experiment. At the previous location, we didn't have anything like this. And when we had to move to where we are now, uh, it was just an empty building. And some of the regulars had talked about maybe having a, a members area or a VIP area. And so with limited space, uh, the build-out allocated just a decent area for something like that where we could change it to outfit something else if need be. But it took off, and it was really well-received. And uh, now it's just we're running out of space. We, we can't, uh, we, we have a waiting list for lockers. We have uh, stressed the limits of seating <laughs> right. on a nightly basis. Because I mean, <laughs> how many people does the back room hold right now? Probably 15? 15 max? would be the max. And we've had nights where people would be standing up. Um, we'd have 18 to 25 people in there. We'd have to kind of have them, you know, rotate come out, in and out, ro- rotate in and out, just uh, in case the fire marshal shows up. Right. And, uh, <laughs> so the key there is to get the fire marshal to be a member. Just so you know, <laughs> you might look into that. So, 
tell me why why do you think that the leaf is so successful in abilene i mean because this is a relatively small community i mean you guys that don't know abilene i think it's one hundred forty thousand people but it still has that real small town feel to it why do you think the leaf is so popular and so uh successful in this setting i think part of the biggest thing for me is what jay was talking about earlier with the fact that pretty much anybody of any stripe can come in and hang out and have a have a cigar and relax and enjoy themselves and and you know broad appeal yeah and i think also a big part of that is like you were saying how um hospitable your employees are well i think the general uh, population of your consumers, your customers are also very open and very hospitable. I mean, I, and I like to think it's that way everywhere, but we all know that being in West Texas, people are just generally very friendly yeah. and open to having strangers come in and sit down and hey, let's talk about whatever. Yep. Every week, uh, there's there's always a new face, and uh, we invite them to stick around or her to stick around, and the ones that do, I'm very surprised and honored and even just in awe of not only a new customer's willingness but our clientele's willingness they'll 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 just go sit at the table with people that's just been sitting there and just join in the conversation yeah absolutely and and what amazes me over the years is how your regular customer base keeps growing you know what I mean? The yeah. daily guys or the weekly guys. You know, whenever I first started coming here, there was the regulars. But that group of regulars has probably tripled in the time that I've been coming here. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the biggest attribute to that is just the overall friendliness and openness, but also the fact that the Leaf has, bar none, the best coffee in town. That's where you say thank you, Jay. Thank you so much, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Rob. No, and I, and I say that all the time, and I know Jay, he's kind of like shy about it because there's other coffee places in town, and he is a very uh, friendly guy. And But the bottom line is y'all have the best coffee, period. At least this side of North 3rd Street. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and, and a nicely stocked humidor. Yes, 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 of course. Uh, and we've talked about that on the show. In fact, we talked about that last week. If you were a real fan and you listened to the show, you'd already know that. But since you don't, I'll go ahead and tell you, Corey. Uh, we talked about how you guys have a huge selection of boutique cigars. And when you go to other cigar shops, you don't find that a lot. Uh, it's very select shops that you go to that you find that have that many boutiques because most of them carry General Cigar, Altadas, and I mean, that's fine. They're staples of the industry. We know that. But to be open to try new cigars, man, that's huge for your consumers because we love coming in and finding new cigars that we like. Oh, yeah. And we were talking about that last week. You know, you're always on the hunt for the next or the perfect, perfect. cigar. But in honesty, we don't want to find the perfect cigar because that would take away the hunt. <laughs> right. So I even said the, the quest. The, the Padron 1926 is a 4.999. So I got to keep looking for that 5.0. Right. So, so what do you, what do you guys want to talk about? Tell our listeners. Uh, like I know that a big draw here also is that we're right off of I twenty, so we get a lot of people coming in from Dallas Fort Worth. We get people coming from Lubbock. Uh, 
it's not very far but what would you guys want to invite people to know about the shop or you two guys we are very approachable and the location spot on uh, we are right downtown and you can get to us pretty easily and uh, just just know that Abilene made their downtown with alternating roads and so uh, eventually you'll take a right and land right on it <laughs> yes you just keep taking a right no matter where you go now you you need to be traveling eastern bound down north third street to for now to get us yeah for now and the new location if everything goes correctly is on north third i mean north, north second, second. Yeah. so you're just hop skip right over to the new location yeah and it'd be a lot easier to get to because right off of i-20 and you're heading west you just get on second and just keep on coming i got you so my biggest thing is that i just always want to have fun so i think everybody's had the jobs and the, the things in their life that aren't necessarily so fun so you know we get to do this in a cigar store i can't right it's, and, it and is fun by nature and i love it it's right great. it's a fun atmosphere yeah, and absolutely. people just come here to either relax engage and either way it's relaxing and it's getting away from what we do every day when we're not here mm -hmm. so i mean and you guys have uh, as we've talked about on the show before y'all have done a great job at providing that space for people to come and enjoy themselves awesome and it's just awesome that you have a good cigar while you're doing that right. and, and we talk about the cigars and you know we do reviews and picks and all that stuff but the bottom line is uh if you think about what's the best cigar you've ever had usually it's not the cigar it's that time or that memory where you got to spend a quality moment with someone and the cigar was the icing on the cake but it wasn't that it was a LFD or a Roma craft. It was actually just that time you got to spend with someone. And I think you guys are providing that space here for that to happen on a regular basis. I would say the same thing about a good glass of scotch. There you go. Yeah. So is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we wrap it up? As they're puffing on their cigars, they can't answer right away. <laughs> um, we can run down the rest of our rest of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So after July, uh, if we can get uh, John Oliver to come up here for the Romacraft event, we have a, uh, in August, we have Drew Estates coming up. Oh, and nice. Ryan Red Rayford, as our rep, will be coming up. Tell him to uh, bring some flying pigs. Oh, we got some on order. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Very nice. Jay just keeps hitting them out of the park. <laughs> so we got those on order. Um, also, around that time, uh, you may be interviewing him on uh, love to yeah let me give you this before I forget that's his contact info awesome and uh, following that in uh, September we have Oliva then October uh, our rep from Crown Heads is coming in uh, a lot of the shops already that you've interviewed uh, have had what's called their meet and greet where if you with crowned heads yeah okay where if you buy a box of cigars or a 20 count mix and match they'll cook you a steak to order yes yes yeah we did that or i say we they did that over in big spring at the train car yeah. and uh it was a big hit i heard mm -hmm. and i think they did that in lubbock too at uh smoker's haven i believe so yeah 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 those most recently yeah yeah um then uh ending out the year uh november we have 
uh, Eddie Gavito is going to come up and do an event for Altatus. Now, Altatus is one of the the giants in the industry. Uh-huh. They have a lot of the staples that most people have heard of, whether you smoke cigars or not. Monte Cristo, Roma, that's Julieta. that's that's Bryant's go-to. Keep on talking. Yeah, we know we know <laughs> Macanudo, Monte Cristo. Oh, Macanudo is general cigar. Oh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I just meant staples. Yeah. Yes, staples of the industry. <laughs> now, uh, we do have December open. Uh, usually, that's that's pretty iffy. It's you're so TBD. busy. Um, also, you don't know what the weather's going to be like. That's another thing about Abilene. Uh, weather is just very unpredictable there's it's it's similar to hawaii where you have really two seasons it's either going to be rainy and stormy or hot but and uh, and i just want to say abilene and i've never been to hawaii but i'm just going to say this abilene texas is nothing like hawaii (laughs) i concur (laughs) i'm just saying the limitation of the seasons i mean you get two days of winter if i look out the window and think i'm in hawaii (laughs) i've been smoking something other than cigars (laughs) so sorry about that that's okay yeah so december is going to be uh to be determined at the time being okay but other than that we have a full slate Uh, that's one of the things that we really wanted to to do was there was a a drop off in in events and regardless of who you have bring to bring in that's that's a gift for your for your consumers it's that's an a experience gift. yeah and you bring in a professional for that brand and we learn so much more than we could just reading the one sheet that they send with their in an email well and what i love about the event is yeah we can read the one sheet but we want to get to know the brand. Exactly. And so I think that's a huge asset for the shop, and it's an experience that you provide for your consumers. And so hats off that you've really geared up and ramped up the events here at the Leaf. Thank so, and one of the other things I want to talk about about the Leaf is you guys just recently partnered up with Cigars for Warriors. Is that correct? We are currently in the phase or the transition into becoming an an official donation center for Cigars for Warriors. Awesome. We've had a few, uh, being here in Abilene, we have Dias right down the street. And so we have a lot of folks that are being deployed and coming back from deployment. And um, of those folks, they've been recipients of Cigars for Warriors and it had such an impact while they were away from the States that that's something that uh, we really wanna start doing. I think that's great because I've talked to a few soldiers and they tell me that when they're over there and they get a package that has cigars in it, that's better than food. So, you know, they get whatever they get to eat, but when they get cigars, it's like now I get to actually relax and enjoy the company of my fellow man while we enjoy a cigar together. And it's just like here, you know, basically they're having that same uh, experience that we have here at the shop, but they're over there for just the time that it takes to smoke a cigar, they get to relax and enjoy. Yeah. So I, I am super excited about you bringing that program here at the shop. Thank you. And so uh, what what else were you going to tell us? I, I interrupted you earlier. I think I was going to talk about the retro hail on this oh, La Hacienda. Awesome. Let's hear about <laughs> it. I love the retro hail in La Hacienda. It is very, very pleasant. Um, 
there's been some cigars that Rob told me to retrohale before <laughs> <laughs> that brought tears to my eyes. <laughs> yeah, what was the last cigar I had you retrohale? It was the Miami. Oh, the Agonorsa Leaf. Leaf Reserva. Yes. Which is inbound. We have that. Awesome. Great cigar. Absolutely. I retro hell the heck out of that. And Jay was taken by surprise. I was. I'll retro hail every once in a while just to just to get a different scent and flavor from a cigar. Yeah. But I retro hail almost every cigar. It, it, it stings. In fact, sometimes I put the tip of the cigar in a nostril and <laughs> inhale that way. Show me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm real big on retrohaling just because, you know, and I'll tell you this. My palate is not as sensitive as like yours is. You can smoke a cigar and tell me all the nuances of the fa- flavor profile to where I really can't. And so in order to get a really good sense of the flavor profile, I have to retrohale because that's where I get a lot of my taste. So I, I, I do that probably every cigar I smoke, no matter how strong it is. You're so tough. Well, I don't know about tough, but <laughs> anyway. So, Corey, I, I hear you have a cigar story to tell us before we go. Yeah, just you know, I'll try and make it short. So probably... Uh, I was probably 19 or 20 and uh, had just come home for the holidays from uh, school and uh, my family I think was out and so I was by myself and I've got an old car that I like to drive and uh, so took one of my favorite sticks and just set out on my own and was gonna have a nice ride and, and smoke and uh, so I pulled up to a, a kind of a stoplight on a, uh, a highway and lit my stick and turned onto the highway and was just driving and I was just gonna take the first first road off and just the, dirt, out in the, the back road, yeah. 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 And uh, I noticed I had a car behind me and didn't think anything of it and until that car turned out to be a police officer. Nice. A friendly neighborhood policeman uh, decided to pull me over and I knew I'd done nothing wrong. I'd been going under the speed limit, so I just sat there and let the radio play. I think some Fresh Britney Spears was on, and I just I left it on because I was feeling a little uh, like, why am I getting pulled over trying to relax and enjoy my cigar? And uh, he comes up and he just say like um, with a definite attitude, and I was like, oh, I go hi, how can I help you this evening? You know, and he's like, uh, oh, I just uh, wanted to make sure you're uh, doing all right there and everything was just fine. And I said, yeah, yeah, no problems here. How are you? And he's like, well, uh, he's like, what are you smoking there? And I was like, um. Oh, a cigar I think it's a Monte Cristo he goes do you always smoke cigars and I was like why yes yes I do is there a problem he's like uh no and at that point I think he thought I was smoking a form of alternative tobacco right in that and uh he goes well just just make sure you pull even with your stop signs next time (laughs) wow (laughs) so that's my anecdote and then and and then I hear Oops, I did it And that's again. exactly what was going on. <laughs> so. Nice. Well, and I'll tell you, I was talking to Ed here not long ago. I believe it was Ed. And he was talking about Groucho Marx. You know, Groucho Marx had his own show back in like the 40s maybe 50s, and he was talking to a guy, and, you know, Groucho Marx smoked a cigar all the time, 
And the guy comes on and he's like uh, talking to him and he, he says, how many kids do y'all have? And he's like, I have 12 kids. And he's like, whoa, why do you have 12 kids? And the guy says, well, I love my wife. And he says, well, I love my cigars, but I take it out of my mouth every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you can YouTube that. They actually have it on YouTube. Oh, uh, that's good. So anyway, hey guys, we appreciate you being on the show. We appreciate what you do here in Abilene. It gives us the home away from home that we all love and share with one another and uh, we just want to say thank you for having us and thank you so much for being on the show thank you absolutely our pleasure oh you're welcome man well we will uh take a break here and we'll be right back with me and falconer all right welcome back to the show i hope you enjoyed that interview with uh, jay and Corey. Uh, i know it was a little bit different today just because i'm such good friends with those guys at the shop so we got a little carried away uh that's what happens when you're hanging out with good friends and we just want to say thank you to both of them we wish them both just the best of luck and thank them for what they do at the shop for all the regulars and the guys who come in who haven't ever been there before. Anyway, let's get on to the cigars of the week. We'll start with Bryant today. Bryant, what do you got for hey, your cigar pick? I'm smoking a My Father Labor Jew 1922 Torpedo Box Pressed. Uh, it's a box pressed that gives off a dark chocolate taste. That's one of my favorite cigars. Oh, yes. You talked me into it. That's the reason why I tried it. And um, it has some savory le leather to it and a little sweet and salty finish. Now, is that your first one? Yes. So let me tell you, I don't want to spoil it for you, but you're going to get some nice peppery notes on the end. <laughs> I mean, it, and I love that cigar. But go yeah. ahead. I, I didn't mean to the interrupt. The retro hill, I could taste. I could actually taste that uh, that nut into it. And it just, I mean, it was just perfect for me. So if it's going to get spicy and peppery on it, I'm going to really love it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, a it's a great stick. Yeah, it's a powerful stick, too. And the construction is just oh, fantastic. It looks perfect, man. Yeah. Yeah, the box press on that torpedo, uh, yeah. I mean, it's beautiful coming out of the package. So it's just like, okay, I really don't want to smoke this, but I am. <laughs> and I have not been uh, mad about it. I really haven't. Well, and I tell you, I'm a huge fan of the My Father line anyway, but that's probably my very favorite My Father stick. Yeah, and w when I did a little research on it, I found out that the 1922 is like a um, a, a grandiose uh, praise to the uh, the founder because that was the year he was born. In oh, I did not know that. That blew my mind. I was like. Because I was trying to figure out what did the 1922 mean. Yeah. And then I read up on it. I was like, wow. See, I thought they had been <laughs> aging them since. No, I know. I know yeah. they haven't been aging since 1922. <laughs> I wish it was. That would be, cool. <laughs> that would be a perfect smoke. <laughs> so, but anyway, that's cool. I, uh, I am pulling something new and I've only smoked one and it was I don't know if I'm picking it because it was a great cigar or I'm picking it because it was a cool cigar. One the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because don't get me wrong. It's a good cigar, oh, yeah. but the design of the cigar yes, when you was look really it. cool. And, you know, I'm a sucker for the unusual sizes. Like I, I love the little flying pigs. I love the Salomano uh, wrapper, not wrapper, but the uh, shape and design of like the Placencia. Uh, the uh what was it the andalusian bull, bull. Yes. so this is kind of shaped like the andalusian bull except they went a little bit further and made it a little bit more odd mm. because it's like the salamano and i would 
I'm guessing it's like a 54 ring gauge by about a 58. Yeah. And it's a uh, Bellicoso. But the cool thing about it is both ends of the cigar have a shaggy foot. Yes. So where you clip it at the top, it uh, it doesn't have your normal torpedo wrap. Uh, so you when you clip it, you still clip it like you would on a torpedo, but it actually has a shaggy foot on top. And then on the bottom, it has a shaggy foot. So it's a very unique style of cigar. It was a really good cigar. I enjoyed it. Uh, I I can't tell you all the nuances of the cigar because it's been a few days since I smoked it. Uh, got that courtesy of the Luxury Cigar Club. Yes. And I give a shout out to those guys because you know what I love about the Luxury Cigar Club? What's that? It's like Christmas every month, <laughs> and it's not the crappy pair of socks. Yeah, it's like five cool cigars. And the cool thing is, all five cigars I got through that club this month, I can't get locally. Yes, yes. So that is a very cool thing. And they don't just do. And I was actually talking to someone earlier today about the Luxury Cigar Club, and I believe just that I know about. There's about eight cigar clubs. Okay. Most of them do your everyday sticks, mm -hmm. and I don't really get the draw on that, unless you live somewhere where you don't have access to a cigar shop. But if you're sending me a box with just your everyday cigars that I can get already, I mean, it kind of takes away that excitement. Yeah, because whenever I get the box from Luxury Cigar Club, I'm like, can't wait to see what they put in the box this month. <laughs> and this month, man, they killed it. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I told you, but it also had a Leva La Vida in it. It had the uh, uh, the Placencia Salomano, yeah. which is the Alma Ferrete. Yes. And so anyway... Man, I just love the whole, in fact, I sent him a message and said, man, you guys knocked it out of the park this month. So I was excited about it. So I wanted to share that story about that cigar club. Uh, you can check them out on Instagram as well. And uh, so anyway, that's my cigar of the week. And so uh, let's talk about the contest. We actually have the winner for the contest of the lighter that we got from the Sheepdog Humidor Company. And if you guys haven't gone by their website, you can find them on Instagram as well. Uh, look for Sheepdog Humidors, and there will be a link to take you to their website. And anyway, the lighter we posted, and you can see what that looks like on our page. But anyway, it looks like a big, giant bullet. Uh, I, I say 50 cal, but it's way bigger. It looks to me more like a grenade launcher. Would you say that? It definitely looks like a grenade launcher. It looks like what we used to use in the military. You pop it into that M16 and it just shoot it off. Yeah, so that's what it looks like to me. Anyway, uh, we looked online to see who has been posting in the hashtag light em up crew. And we had a few uh, finalists. Anyway, we did the drawing and the uh, winner this week is Instagram. Uh, follower TTU underscore JUD. So I don't know if that's Texas Tech University and Judd, but anyway, you're the winner of the Sheepdog Humidor Lighter, and I think you're going to love it. I'll tell you how much I loved it. After I used it for a week, which I had to make sure it works. I can't just send it out, you know. <laughs> so anyway, after I used it for a week, I called Sheepdog Humidor and I was like, hey, man, I really appreciate you sending us the giveaway. But now I got to order one. Yes. Because that's how good it is. So, you know, and I'm not big on single flames, but this single flame is like wider than two flames. Yes. Correct. So, and, and man, it's a torch. And really, in my opinion, it's a dual purpose. It can be a table lighter. It's that big, but because it's shaped like a bullet, it also slides right in your pocket. pocket yeah. So it's a double win-win. 
Anyway, uh, what do we got coming up next week? Actually, we're going to be having a Luxury Cigar Club owner on the show. Yes, yes. And uh, I talked to him once earlier this week, and he kind of gave me a little background about how they got started. Cool story. And it goes kind of what we talked about with Jay and Corey. You know, they had a passion, they had a dream, and things kind of fell together, and then it took a buttload of work. And they're being very successful because they're doing things the right way. And I, I love success stories when people are just working their butts off to make something happen. And the thing about it is what I love about the story in the cigar community is people work their butts off because they have a passion for the cigar industry and for the cigar community. So you guys definitely go by and check them out. I give big props to them. And then also, before we go again, I, I wanted to say thank you to Hiram and Solemn Cigars. Yes, thank you. Uh, we, we just appreciate them so much uh, being our sponsor. Uh, you know, we've been excited about the possibility of them becoming a sponsor. We got the details worked out this week. So we just want to say thank you so much. We love the charity work that they do. Uh, the Shriner Children's Hospital donations that they do, and then the other charities that they're involved with. I mean, they're a class act all the way around, and they make great cigars. And being a part of that Blanco family, I mean, you can't go wrong. Go by, check them out, and let me know what you think. And then, uh, well, I think that's about it. Do we got anything else for the no, show? No, we don't have anything else, but make sure you hit those Instagram accounts. Yeah. and Oh, we didn't announce what we're giving away this coming week. Nope, we didn't. All right, so we are actually giving away two Hiram Solomon cigars this week. So if you go and post pictures of yourself smoking a cigar, if you use the hashtag Light 'em Up Crew and make sure that you're smoking a cigar in the photo, and if it's in the top six most popular photos, whoever is in that top six, other than myself or Bryant, or Pipeful, because this was all Pipeful's idea. We take ideas from our listeners and we use them. So you guys, uh, Pipeful has been a huge support. Uh, let's give him a shout out because, I mean, you guys don't even know how much I talk to this guy. He's got idea after idea for us, and we try to utilize everyone he sends us. So we're a big uh, appreciative family of him as well. And so anyway, you guys go and do the hashtag light them up crew. And that way you can be in the drawing for the next giveaway, which is the two Hiram and Solomon cigars. And we'll announce the winners of that on next week's show. So you guys have a great week. And until next time, stay smoky, my friend.